We're back. We're back for one final show in 2020. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin, actually, yeah, I think we, we should have we should have talked about before hitting record. Uh, I can cut this out. We have a layouties list in old layout fashion. The last show of the year, we have the layouties episode where we award shows to the best blank of the year best movie best tv show best app best purchase best whatever i this is something i want to ask you and i want to hear what you think in good old 2020 fashion i'm thinking why don't we push this (laughs) and pick the worst (laughs) no and just have like a (laughs) holiday party we just vent about what of a cluster of a year this was sounds great <laughs> okay yeah it's a shame we're not recording earlier so i can have a holiday party <laughs> or well, later fair, I'm, I'm also not having a holiday party i'm having tea it's not that late here <laughs> um you know i need this kevin i need this <laughs> like i said year in review type of content mixed feelings because i think on one hand it's kind of nice to look back and like you know, go through all the milestones or things to notice, uh, whatever. But at the same point, I understand how that can create pressure or make someone else feel like feel bad or feel wor- you know worse about their year. And because it's, you know, I think it's 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 weird. I twenty twenty has just been something, right, for everyone. Uh, it's been a unprecedented year. I don't know if you heard this before. <laughs> so they say. Um, but at the same time, it was such an important uh, year for me. Um, like, you know, I had several life-changing events happening this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you mean it's a, very you mean you upgraded your Mac, right? Right. What <laughs> else would What else were you thinking about? <laughs> I upgraded my display situation. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's. It's been it's been that that type of year that, that kind of year and I I just want to vent because I am so exhausted. Go I for it. I am so also uh, cautious about putting too much hope or pressure on 2021. Uh, I mean, I've I think we all collectively learned a big lesson this year because I remember you know coming up turning up 2020 and thinking you know this is going to be the year, man, because 2019 was yeah. shit. Like I can't wait for this. Uh, and then, you know, plot twist, um, this happened. So I'm being cautious about putting too much hope, um, on 2021. Like, I don't want to do any new year resolution. <laughs> like if I can just survive 2021 and if somehow is better than 2020, that would be an incredible year. And I, I have, so we have a baby on the way. So if everything goes well, we'll have a baby, uh, halfway through 2021 and, like that will be plenty like for me to you know i think that would be okay if i can survive just having a newborn um and you know keeping it alive that is good enough for me <laughs> uh i anyway. am so happy for you so excited and thanks man that baby will have the best parents <laughs> dude i you know the god i i 
I I started this thinking that we're going to have some kind of structure to this to this rant. Forget about that. Um, the main reason why I tweeted. So by the way, context. I tweeted. Uh, well, at, at the time of this recording, I tweeted yesterday that we're expecting a child. Um, you know, we've known for a while, but you know, <laughs> I wanted to wait a little bit until I announced it publicly, and some people knew already, including Kevin. The reason, the main reason why I decided, you know what, let's let's announce it publicly now is because I want to ask for recommendations because, <laughs> dude, like, parent internet is awful. <laughs> like, all the websites, all the stores, not all, but, like, there's so much crap to filter and, like, to go through that I just wanted people to give me recommendations, like, in, like, and for me to vent. That was the main reason. And it has paid off because I've gotten amazing recommendations, including a friend of the show and, you know, our friend, uh, Mateos, um, has been giving me sweet suggestions and recommendations. Nice. Anywho. <laughs> Watch uh, out for your wallet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we should have him back on the show. Yes, I would love that. So, you know, just 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 layout is always way more of a personal show than we maybe care to admit or or maybe people realize like most of the topics even back when we when we were on a more consistent um schedule of like having a main design topic every week and all most topics were born out of like a personal experience uh and, and that's been true for the whole show like it's just a reflection on some of the things we've been going through personally and so spoilers you know i have a feeling that in 2021 parenthood is going to be like a new topic in this show just because you know just because i'm going to go through some of that <laughs> um so yeah you know teaser for 2021 sorry <laughs> yeah and i'm sure there's a lot of people who don't really care for that stuff but i think we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna do our best to make it entertaining personally yes. i actually listen to you a few podcasts where they talk about parenting and i always find it super entertaining um, like rag diffs yeah like yes I, I always enjoy hearing about that because it's it's sort of this like these wiser people like that are, are going through something that i may go through one day in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> i always listen with a lot of curiosity <laughs> and it's it's been very interesting so in this case john circus and merlin man they're you know, they're older than us uh, and they have older kids. I think their kids are like teenagers by now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been interesting to hear them complain about some of this parenthood stuff. Because you, you, you've you heard your parents complain about this stuff. Like you, you, you hear grownups, you know, quote unquote grownups complain about kids and whatever. But you always hear it, usually you hear it as a kid. So you're like, whatever, you know, like, you're the you're grown ups, like you're boring, whatever. And here like John Syracuse are complaining about some of the things that their kids do. As like quote unquote an equal, someone I respect and I you know, I think makes a lot of sense and you know. Um it is a new perspective for me on some of these things. Um, like leaving their spoons in their yogurt cups everywhere in the house. Like I've heard my mom complain about this right uh, as a kid and now hearing them like complain like I, I try to put myself in their shoes and like yeah yeah if i had kids around leaving freaking dirty you know yogurt cups and yogurt spoons everywhere like on my desk heck no <laughs> you know so it's like this transformation 
to a parent or just an adult right. that it's been interesting to to see ourselves, you know, grow into. Yeah, one one thing that I like is I actually feel like maybe more than any other topic, I feel like it reveals who you are as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Like you learn so much about someone about how they like talk and think about their their kids. I find like at (laughs) least Syracuse are like trying to be very sort of like analytical and logical (laughs) about ways to try to get some information into his kids' <laughs> brains. And also how somehow he always talks about his kids in ways that like, like, you know, he always says like, oh, they're monsters. Like they're like always like this, like kind of this dissatisfaction. <laughs> sort of like <laughs> exactly how you imagine Circus Sur- to be. Like nothing can ever be good enough. Um, right. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, you know he loves his kids more than anything, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that. You don't question that. So it's fun. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. And it's the same like hypercritical thing of like you complain about the things you love, basically. Right. <laughs> um, Merlin Mann is like super overthinking like every <laughs> aspect of things and over like questioning and doubting himself and it's just uh, it's it's so funny to hear that so i'm curious I to see go back to this, what kind of parent this. you'll be though that will be, that will be yeah me too me too and and honestly it's it is so frightening right now uh and i'm sorry i didn't mean to turn this show like i want to talk about other things so I, I swear i'll try to move past this topic it's huge for me um but it is so scary it is is terrifying not just because sure you'll have a like a newborn you know helpless little baby human that you have to you know make sure it doesn't die that is terrifying in itself but like this step of it's one of the few things in my life that is irreversible in a way yes like once we have a kid we are <laughs> parents and like you can't undo that you cannot stop being a right. parent right and I mean, there's like things you can do and like, whatever. I don't want to go there, but still, you will always be a parent. It's, you can't undo this. Mm-hmm. And so far, everything, like every quote unquote big decision in my life, like, do I want to switch, you know, get a new job? Do I want to move to a different country? Do I want to, you know, you know, commit to this relationship? All of these scary things, they were still somehow like reversible in a way. Right. Yeah, it feels this, like it's kind of the the ultimate one, right? Because I feel like there's a yeah. lot of things that you do in your life where you're like, "Ooh, big decision! Like this isn't really reversible. Like getting a tattoo, <laughs> something like that." But when you think about it, you're like, "But I can always get it covered, and if right. I like don't like it, it's not the end of the world." Or like, "Oh, you know, you mentioned like whether it's buying a house or moving to a new country. Like, ooh, that would be like difficult to kind of." go back like you know it's a lot of effort in one direction but like if you really wanted to go back you could right like it would be so Mm -hmm. much easier like uh getting married right like it's like oh hopefully this i only get to do this once in my life right (laughs) this only happens that's always the hope yeah Yeah. but at the end of the day (laughs) you know many people go through this multiple times and so but then yeah you're you're thinking about kids and you're like well (laughs) does <laughs> not getting out of this one uh-huh. and in a way being a parent is it's going to be a huge 
major part of who you are as a person. Mm. Um, and it's a terrifying one because, like, you know, if I'm a designer and if I want to be, like, being a designer is part of who I am as a person, right? And I think, th- you know, that, that also varies from person to person. Like, how much how much of who you are, like, in your career, in your passions, in your, how much do you take that into who you actually are, right? Um, that, that, that can be defining in a way. But being a parent will be something that is very important and very defining to who you are as a character. It's also something that you're going to start from a complete blank page, right? Like, right now, as a parent, I am like neutral i'm not a good parent not a bad parent i'm not like i haven't made mistakes i haven't made you know good it's blank and at the same time you inevitably you carry so much baggage from your own parents Mm, like you carry so much expectations uh traumas um just shit that you really don't want to do or shit that you really want to do that maybe your parents did differently or or whatever and it's such this there's so much pressure on yourself from yourself. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I, I, I know that I am too hard on myself, um, but th- I can feel it really like on, on this part as in there's so much expectations and there's so much pressure and it's so important. And at the same time, you know, we will mess up in a way or other uh, and you just have to go through it. Right. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's terrifying. Did I mention that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really exciting. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited for you and I'm excited for us to talk more about this over the the next few years. <laughs> or should I say for the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or maybe, you know, listeners who are li- are thinking right now, "Ugh, I really don't want to listen to this yeah. stuff." We'll I'm have 21. Um <laughs> there's project yeah there's chapters uh you're welcome but maybe maybe uh i'll be sick and tired of talking about baby stuff and layout will be my escape where i can de- finally talk about design things um you know we'll see we'll see i'm also excited to see uh what's gonna happen <laughs> anywho uh what other stuff happened this year like <laughs> how do you feel about this how do you feel about this year yeah uh, so you talk about how um you, you know the, all those kind of end of year recap things and how they may or may not be appropriate this year i do think there's one aspect of those kinds of recaps that is helpful is how do we one how do we want to remember this year we obviously like this will be a memorable one for sure um and thinking about the things we've learned and just yeah like what do we make of 2020 right and for me, as I think about it, like, I mean, obviously, there's no de- denying, like, this has been probably one of the hardest years for me and for a lot of us <laughs> collectively mm-hmm. um, in in recent memory. Um, so, yeah, it's been a year of a lot of a lot of struggle, a lot of change. And we've just had to adapt to so many things. Um, and so there's small ways, small things that we've had to get used to, like working from home and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there's also bigger things we've had to get used to. Um, like, you know, I think a lot about, you know, people who live by themselves and just like learning to 
kind of deal with not being around people is quite difficult. Um, and I can even say this even for me too, <laughs> like yeah. it's been a struggle this year. Um, and so I think like through that though, like that kind of like that pain and that like, just like being uncomfortable seems like it's given us the, like all of us were kind of exhausted as a society, but we were, it made us tired of like a bunch of shit that just like we're never changing and so things like the black lives matter movement you know Mm -hmm. getting kind of like a second second wave and people going out in the streets and there's been lots of like social change i think happening and obviously like that kind of social change always happens slower than we'd like um but i feel like in 2020 like we've made a lot of progress um, compared to previous years um the elections hopefully like <laughs> are also a good sign of things kind of like moving in the right direction um so yeah i'll remember 2020 as this sort of like tumultuous year that really made us all grow as people and like a lot of things that i think i took for granted <laughs> like went yeah. away this year And so I think in a way it's given me a a newfound appreciation for a lot of the things in life that I think are going to stick with me for hopefully, you know, for the rest of my life, but like never taking for granted, you know, being able to go to a restaurant with friends and being able to travel and like all these things are things that used to be kind of normal. (laughs) And now you know, I would give everything to be able to go back to that that moment. So yeah, yeah, it's been it's been an That's interesting true. year for for perspective. It is the flip side of going through a lot of hardship and, and, and struggle and pain, and you know, it's like you know the big the biggest technological innovation and advancements has been like after a big world war, right? Like that's that's the the need to rebuild and. Uh, it, in the long term, you can look back and say that that was some positive, right? It was not all bad. Like it's, I'm I'm looking forward to, to learning what are the upsides from this, right? And I think yes, collectively having a, a greater sense of appreciation for some of the things we took for granted is is a big one. It's one that we can all feel right now, right? Like even just simple fact of being able to hug someone feels so special in a way. Um, and also, I, I think a lot of people learn a lot about themselves right i think um like this was the year that i truly come to terms with mental health and and like dealing with my own anxieties and stuff it was rough like i had multiple panic attacks this year Mm. and i never had well i think i had one previously like in my whole life that was like actually during one of the recordings of this podcast i had like a really small panic attack (laughs) um I don't think you, I think you noticed. Uh, hopefully, I also have one like during a, just a work call meeting. I turned off the video. It was like, oh my god, I have, I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, it was bad. Like it was, it was worse than I realized at a time. And the better I get, the worse I realize it actually was. Hmm. The more I can distance myself from that place, right. um, like a better, clearer perspective I get on that on those times. And it, and it was bad. 
and I still have a lot of work to do. Like I still, you know, because I think until COVID as a thing is not a threat, right? Like we're, it's totally under control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will take it'll take a while for me to be completely normal. And even then, I think my you know my anxiety started before COVID actually. But anyway, I don't uh, know if this is something you want to talk about, but I mean, it definitely is like a question I have because. I know a lot of people that have gone through similar things and I don't feel like I have gone through mm-hmm. this before but I don't know like what does it look like like what like what actually happens like how like I don't know like hopefully it's, it's not like an insensitive question or anything but it's kind of like yeah. it it reminds me sort of of like burnout where this was a thing that a lot of people were talking about for a long time and i was always like yeah like this is i rec- like i know this is real i know this is a thing that people go through but it's it's kind of this abstract idea <laughs> to me that yeah. i feel like i've i hadn't gone through and then like end of last year i was like oh that's what they were talking about <laughs> but i'm kind of yeah. curious like it, like and any any ways that you know people who might be in similar situation as me or like you know situations where they're going through this like what should they look out for in terms of signs and how do how do you kind of deal with that i don't feel qualified to like share tips or help because i believe that every case is different so like what works for me i don't, I, don't, I have no idea if it would work for other people but I think uh, a general advice that I think could apply and it's helpful is just you will learn about yourself, like how your body reacts to this stuff. And that was like the big breakthrough for me. Like when I, when I, when I started like seeing a panic attack as a panic attack, like I understood what was going on. Like right now I can see what is anxiety or like before I was like, oh my God, I'm sick. I'm going to die. Hmm. Like I'm pretty sure I can't breathe. And right now is like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm having a panic attack. Hmm. And that helps. <laughs> it helps calm me down a little bit. Right. Like if I would try to explain what it feels like, it's, you know, that feeling like in your stomach when like you realize maybe you left your apartment and you left the door open. Or yes. <laughs> like imagine that you, you that like half a second feeling like in your stomach. Oh, my God. So imagine that, that fear, hmm. but constant and like ramping up you can Hmm. see it growing and building up and then you're there and then it just it it manifests it can manifest in different ways for me Uh, but it's usually like i get my heart rate up and i have you know trouble breathing and i'm like i'm really just a lot of anxiety and i'm really anxious and i'm like holy shit i don't i think i think i'm gonna pass out or something i I don't know (laughs) it's weird because it also part of me knows what's happening Mm -hmm. so i'm like dude no calm down calm down calm down Mm Um, as you're so like as you're talking about this, like maybe the closest I've been to, <laughs> I've actually been through this many many times <laughs> in my life, mm-hmm. is and I don't know if our listeners know this, but I have a nut allergy, so I'm allergic to all kinds of nuts, like peanuts, almonds, like you name it, and um, it's not the worst allergy to have. I mean, it's it's bad in the sense that I have to carry an EpiPen, and if I have nuts, like one of the very realistic possibilities is 
I stop breathing and like I could die. Like it's a very serious allergy in that sense. But it's that's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I feel like it's generally easy enough to avoid nuts, <laughs> especially here in Canada. Like a lot of things are actually like properly labeled and almost like most of the cho- like things like chocolate bars and stuff like that will have like a nut free symbol like on mm. it um which is not the case like if you go to the united states for example like kit kat here in canada is like i can have it it's guaranteed that there's no nuts like no nuts in the factory that makes them or anything um if i go to the united states that's not the case it's like they say may contain um but anyways and like different people can make their own decisions on like how risky (laughs) they want to be with all of this for example for me i if it's something that's packaged i will have things that say may contain because generally it's just Mm. like they have to write this if in the same uh, factory they have other types of chocolate or other things that contain nuts in them but it's always like those machines are washed they're clean it's a maybe a very small trace i've lived for you know many 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 years until today i've always done this and nothing's ever really happened um from like something that says may contain but obviously if i go to like a bakery or something like that like sometimes they'll have like like a croissant or or something like that that's like right next to a muffin that has nuts in it and it's like how likely is it that these things didn't touch and it's crazy and so most of the time like you kind of end up making your own set of rules of like well in this case i'm not going to risk it because like there's a high chance that they touch um but there's other cases that are much more tricky (laughs) um in where you don't know or sometimes like here i'm you like you get used to going to like specific restaurants and just like knowing like of course of course there's not gonna be any nuts in that um but there's always like things that i find that like surprise me (laughs) um so for example like in canada also this is another thing where like most fries don't have like peanut oil (laughs) but in the the united states it's much more common (laughs) So, for example, like, I I need to, like, here, if I go to almost any restaurant, I don't need to ask because it's like, oh, I'm just having fries. Like, there's no nuts in there. But if I go somewhere else, I need to ask. Uh, Same thing with some alcohol. There's some alcohol brands that have, like, almond in it. Um, So, if I have a drink, I have to ask them. Like, And sometimes, like, I get looked at funny, like, what do you mean? Like, you're just getting, like, you know the gin and tonic or whatever like where th- yeah. the nuts supposed to be and so i have to be like no tr- trust me like some of them do have almond in it um so anyways all this uh story <laughs> short for sometimes uh and i think especially when i travel like when i'm here it's a lot easier uh but it still happens here but sometimes you just gotta risk it like i know when we went to italy like almost nowhere, like any restaurant that we would go to, they would all be like, well, we don't know. Like there, maybe they're good. Maybe there isn't. But I'm like, okay, look, I have to eat some food at some point. 
<laughs> like I can't can't just starve to death. And they're like, not sure. Um, so you're like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, spaghetti, like that's <laughs> probably safe, right? And, and I think a lot of it is probably a cultural thing where like in Canada, they have a plan. They know how to deal with you. They're like, this is safe. This is not safe. We have this protocol that we follow. In Italy, it is much more like, eh. <laughs> yeah. um, And so you kind of have to take the risk. And so one of the things that happens sometimes is I will have, I'll have a bite. Or like sometimes it will also happen where I just like don't think about it. I order something. I start eating. And then I'm like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't ask. <laughs> And then, like, I immediately start feeling bad. I'm like, oh, my God. I feel like my throat is tight. Like, I feel feel hot. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I like, really, like, feel physically, like, yeah. uncomfortable. Okay, you got it. And then, right, and but then, you're not. And, and then I'm like, <sighs> like, you know, and I have to, like, just, I stop. Like, I'm not hungry anymore. Like, I just, like, and then that makes me feel like, Oh my god, am I having an allergic reaction right now? Which like adds right. to the stress even more that I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, and then I'm kind of like start like not really freaking out, but kind of. That, yeah, that is <laughs> that is an acceptable freaking out situation. And like one uh, of the things that I've been training myself to do in those situations is like, look, if you have a real allergy, there's some physical signs of that <laughs> so right like do you see any physical signs of anything happening and like normally it's just i ignore it and it just passes and i'm just fine and there was yeah. never any aller- allergic reaction but so yeah the way you were describing it feels yeah, very that, similar that's it. to that kind of thing it's very similar yeah I th- yeah that is what anxiety has been doing to me hmm. uh is it so, triggered you know, you by something out. specifically or does it just sometimes no sometimes no but i you know yeah i don't know okay. <laughs> like if i if i meet someone like if i'm I, I don't know like actually today just now we had our neighbors finally we met our neighbors they were here we uh, invited not, them not the bear people not the bear people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. They're dead to me. Uh, no. <laughs> the downstairs neighbors. And, and uh, you know, just having people, I'm like, oh, my God, but Corona, I don't know where they've been. Am I getting sick? You know, that can trigger some of that anxiety right. and I start to become freaked out. Yeah. But, you know, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But but this was a huge year for me in that. Um, but so, yeah. And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are going through something similar this year. Uh, and that was huge. That was, you know, it's huge. <laughs> um, it kind of like but, had the spotlight on, I think a lot of problems in our society that mm-hmm. we just like, now that everything, <laughs> I was going to say, now that everything's terrible, <laughs> we, we have a better sense of, all the work we have to do like, collectively and how vulnerable and dependent of each other we are yes right like i i i know this is not actually 
uh like a realistic scenario it's more of a just like a you know a little exercise to, to go through but like you know back in february when this virus was starting to become a thing like if the world just stop where you are for five days the virus would go away and you know like again realistically this is not something feasible the world we can't just stop in place everyone mm-hmm. for five days I know it's not feasible, but like going through that, like, yeah, man, if, if somehow we all just like went hardcore and behaved for just a week, we could get past this. We, we could fix this. Um, but we can't, right? Like it's, it's, it, you're depending on people and we're, we're all different and we all agree on different things and we all have different beliefs, uh, triggers, um, you know, whatever. Uh, so, but but going through that is like it's 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 tragic in a way. Just how poorly equipped as a society, uh, you know, in the world. I'm not talking to any specific country. We are. Um, so that's been, you know, it's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? It's 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 weird to me that despite all that, despite being the shittiest year ever, and despite me dealing with some you know pretty major mental health things. I think this was the most productive year of my life. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah. Dude, I, you know, like I, I changed jobs, which is, you know, I don't do that every year. So, you mm-hmm. know, I at my previous job for four and a half years. So it's, it's, it's a while. So I changed jobs. I got married. I, True. you know, I made a baby. Uh, I, 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 I shipped two new side projects, you know, <laughs> I shipped two apps, uh, and so I think, you know, by a lot of metrics, this is probably one of the most productive years in my life. And it doesn't feel like it. And it's not something I like to or I even want to boast or like because cause it doesn't mean anything. It's not something I'm particularly proud of. But it was very weird to see how, like, it, at the same time, it felt like this year just went through so fast. At the same time, it felt like this year was a decade long um like time yeah time moves in a weird way uh and so it was so it's such a blur the whole thing for me there is a before march or after march (laughs) this is essentially how i time this year no definitely i i don't know if you feel this way but i feel like i am dumber like i'm i'm <laughs> i'm less interesting oh. i'm less interesting as a per like less interesting bef- is definitely a reality i think yeah like i think 2019 was really good year for me like intellectually like i i liked where i was i was like having mm-hmm. different conversations the fact that i met some like new people here in this country and stuff and like i don't know i i felt like if 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 your mind is like if you're like an athlete, I felt like I was in a good shape, right? Mm-hmm. Like the top of, you know, <laughs> so top of my game uh, around like last year. It was good. I felt intellectually stimulated and active. And this year, it's just yeah. like I f- keep finding myself like at work or whatever. Like when I'm having a conversation with someone, I finish every phrase by saying like uh, I don't know. Like I it feels like I never finish thoughts. It's just it's just a blur. I'm not as smart. <laughs> I don't know if you feel this. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the smartness thing, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I definitely do think it's like I'm less interesting <laughs> for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, what do I have to talk about? I've been staying home, <laughs> not doing much. <laughs> you know, we've been cooking yeah. and we've been watching TV, and that's about it. And it's more or less the same for everyone else. <laughs> so there's yeah. just like a lot less kind of like stuff to talk about. Um, I also find that there's less inspiration for me mm-hmm. and I've been maybe in a way like less motivated this year than I have been in previous years. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I haven't been stressing out too much about this because every time I just think, look, I'm living through a pandemic. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, this, uh, there's this like Bastille song. <laughs> it's like what can i say i'm surviving <laughs> it's like the the main uh chorus and that's kind of how i feel a lot of days it's like what can i say i'm, I'm surviving <laughs> like it's fine you know i'm yeah i'm getting through enough. this but I, I can't expect myself to operate at the same level that i was in normal time uh i do think i have gotten better at just hmm. Like, it, it feels easier for me to spend my days in this office, like, not go out of the house. Like, we're even ordering our groceries now. And so there's, like, even less outside trips that are happening, and it just starts feeling normal. Um, we did, like, even, like, the Christmas holiday gift-giving things over uh, FaceTime, and I found myself thinking that was fun. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't quite the same, but for me, it still ended up feeling close in a weird way to mm. what we normally do. And so, like, I don't know. I, I feel like in in, in a sense, we I, we found ways to, you know, power through this and like it. I think like now, like we're ending this year where I feel like we've found like a new normal where for a while it was kind of like still getting our bearings. Now it's like, okay, we kind of know, like we've been through lockdowns before we've been through like less lockdown phases with masks before. Like I can, we can kind of see like we've been through winter, we've been through summer, like we know what are the things to look forward to? What are the things that might happen? Variant degrees of lockdownness. <laughs> yeah, ba- basically, show title. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been fine. Um, one of the things that I know that I definitely like decided to do, um, like, and I don't know when, like maybe maybe less than halfway through that lockdown, is it because you know. I don't know about you, actually, but I have a lot of meetings <laughs> and uh, often just like ha- like meet new people over over uh, hangouts or something like that. And everyone like always starts any meeting with, how's it going? Right. And at the beginning, I was always like, well, you know, it's not a great, <laughs> you know, it was always like. I wouldn't want to be like, hey, I'm great today because it's like, right. but that not really it doesn't really acknowledge feels like, out of touch could feel yeah out of touch, but 
But I did decide that you know what I I can't live my life always kind of like I like thinking about what I could be doing if we weren't in a pandemic. Like I can't right. I can't rank my happiness level compared to a normal right. life forever. Like that's fine for the re- first few weeks, but like recalibrate expectations. Yeah, so after that, it's like I I still have to like for my own sanity. I still have to yeah. be happy that I like went out for a walk today, and that my best tr- like my best trip was you know driving like an hour <laughs> from our place. That was like our best trip of the year. You know, <laughs> like it's mm. <laughs> we have to recalibrate to that new normal because if I found that for me, if I stay in this like comparison with last year, it just puts me in a bad mindset that I'm just like always thinking of what could have been instead of being grateful for what i have i think that's good advice that's healthy uh you know in, in, in a way perception is reality so if you're always like saying i don't know things are okay i guess then you kind of start believing that yeah not, not it's not true but like that that sets in as yeah this is this is the mood you know that i'm setting for myself and sure you know you can take a risk of, of feeling a bit out of touch or or um, not out of touch. It's not the word I want. You know, like uh, insensitive. I think. Um, but I, I think we're past that, right? I, I think around March, April, that was yeah, that was that was the whole thing. We're all going through this new thing, and it was crazy for everyone. But uh, especially now, I feel like this is yeah, like I said, recalibrate expectations of this new reality, and just I think that's healthy. So yeah, things and that's why, like, bad. I'm. At least I'm going into 2021 thinking 2021 is also a write-off. Like, mm-hmm. that's my yeah. sort of, like, hey, don't expect it to be any different <laughs> from what it's been. Because it's not magically going to go away in January anyways. <laughs> Wait, um, it's not? Oh, crap. Yeah. Like, you know, we've had... Everyone has had a lot of fun saying, like, 2020 was the worst, but... Like, 2021's, like, hold my beer. <laughs> There's still plenty of opportunities here. Um, I'm, But I'm hopeful for 2022, I guess I would say at this point. Let's <laughs> no, skip this year entirely. Um, which is still, I think, being hopeful because it's like there is a path. Like, you know, it's like this is not going to be, we're not going to be like this until the end of time like we we will figure it out we will get through this at some point i just feel like i can't bank on that being any time in in 2021 because it feels like it's at best mid 2021 and like surely it's gonna take longer than people think and so right like yeah it's but yeah the the only thing I'm, i'm i'm being carefully hopeful uh, is that 2021 is better than 2020 you know like that's 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 what i want and wish and honestly just having maybe a different president in the u.s uh, yeah that's already you know that that puts us ahead <laughs> you know like things are looking up um yeah i mean but, there's but, like obvious ways in which it's gonna be better and worse i think so it's gonna be better in the sense that we know what to expect Right, like we've been to all, right. through all the different types of lockdowns, so it's like a. Should, it used to be like a unknown, unknown. 
now it's like we know what's going to happen or what right. are the possibilities. Um, I think the part that might be a little bit more difficult is I think we're going to start getting tired of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, which means we might be less effective at these lockdown type situations. Right. But again, we're starting the year with new leadership in the vaccine. Yeah. Um, that is pretty good. You yeah. know, I, honestly, I didn't expect that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, early this this year. I didn't think we would be here. Yeah. Um, so, it's looking up. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we went, like, yeah. real deep into the COVID situation. <laughs> yeah, we went. Was I mean, uh, how, how could we not, you know, looking at 2020? Because, uh, honestly, <laughs> we can talk about technology stuff. And it was a really good year for tech, actually. It was crazy. A lot of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't think that those are the things that I will remember from this year. So if you want to do this retrospective in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to walk through quickly through like the technology stuff that happened this year? Uh, I don't know. Audience? Audience? Do we want that? Is that something we want? Just like some, what do you think are like the most memorable like technology yeah. things? happened uh it was really really positive actually in my opinion uh this whole move to pre-recorded announcements from apple and google and all Mm. the big technology companies uh it was a very different format i think they adapted really quickly to the situation and adapted well yeah like i part of me actually hopes that they don't go back to those live events or some sort well i don't know (laughs) maybe it's yeah uh, i mean i think the way that i see it is um not having to put on a show for like a physical audience of people make them spend that same amount of time if not more on making it a good experience for people watching at home and mm -hmm. (laughs) the thing is like turns out way more people watch these things at home (laughs) than in your audience (laughs) and so who knew yeah and so while i think those in-person events may come back at some point i hope that what's gonna remain is like the deeper attention and focus to the people that are watching this at home um where before i was kind of like oh yeah sure like of course you know we want it to be recorded and we want people to see it but it was it was sort of like a second class citizen experience. Whereas now it yeah. became like, this is how everyone experiences it. Cause even, you know, looking back in hindsight, uh, even events like WWDC, which is probably the strongest event in terms of like physical, you know, in-person interactions, right? You do have sessions, you do have the labs and all that stuff. Um, I think the actual sessions part was not, the most effective way even in person like because even if you were a developer at wwdc and you wanted to watch a bunch of sessions first of all they're like you know multi multi-track so you couldn't watch them all in person so you will most likely have to rewatch some of them in video anyways um if not most of them right and then the lab session yeah that's that's really important valuable one-on-one with someone um keep that stuff but then like on other events like let's say the you know the iphone event um the actual keynote is interesting but i think it works best as a pre-recorded thing mm, yeah. so going forward what i would probably like to see is keep that video keep that event in a 
pre-recorded format, but still invite press uh, members to like similar to what they've done with like smaller announcements, like a just a brief, right? With them, mm-hmm. have a hands-on area. That, that that's the thing that I missed the most of uh, this year. Yeah. Having, you know, th- those press people actually looking at the devices, using them, testing them, and then sharing those first impressions. Then that is valuable and something I miss. So some kind of like a mix between these models. Uh, have the announcement announcements separate from the in-person um, press gathering. Yeah. So. And speaking from experience, like Apple is able to put together these sort of like mini keynote for like five people <laughs> mm. uh, in a way that is quite impressive. <laughs> um, nice. So <laughs> yeah, like I think that's that's yeah. a model that could work really well uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, what else? One of the noteworthy things for me, which like was probably a thing that was obvious to everyone working remote <laughs> uh, for all this time, but like something that I've found is how many more things you can do in like a video call, essentially. That it's hmm. the way that I would kind of explain it is having video as sort of like an infrastructure for people doing things (laughs) so um yes like so there's the the whole zoom situation but like i think one thing that uh that and i don't know if it's zoom that brought it or if it existed in other places before and stuff like that but like i think there's lots of stuff that they built on top of video as a format like being able to do um like live q a's and being able to do breakout rooms and like all sorts Mm. of different kinds of activities there's also i've started using house party more Mm -hmm. that like lets you play games over video um there's also um i this year i started working with like a, a a new team um and they had this existing sort of like just team tradition habit that they do every week um that is sort of like they they play a trivia game and what they do is you do two video calls at the same time one with literally everyone on the team and the other one with your like you get grouped within a smaller team right and so you mute the group with everyone and you unmute the one with your smaller team and so they there's like different questions and then you can talk to your team and kind of like brainstorm ideas and like collaborate with your team on the trivia game while still being with the larger group. And it's just this whole experience was totally new to me and how it allowed like quite a lot of ac- like actual like team bonding, team building to mm-hmm. happen with this video environment that I would have never thought to even do the, you know, yeah, like you can have two calls at the same time, for example, like that's a thing that can happen and that helps you, you know, play a game like this, this trivia in teams, right? Like who would have thought? Yeah, no, true. Uh, There was not just the innovation, but a lot of attention in these remote, tools workflows things like that like at, at, at superlist we've been using loom a lot mm. and i've used loom in the past and identify and stuff but not it was not part of our like the way we worked really um and like right now it, you know i start my day 
watching two the three looms uh that i you know missed from yesterday uh just because time zones and because sometimes people like they they want to give a quick update but maybe i'm doing something else and it's not a great time for me so having these async asynchronous uh you know check-ins uh people going through some of the the work or just like design reviews and stuff like that it's been really good uh so yeah it, it's been it's been interesting i i like the having fun part in these things like not just sound effects but like green screen and like playing mm-hmm. with some of those silly things and how how else can i bring some levity or some fun to to my day like you know i think i think <laughs> some people are like some people are funnier than others some people are more goofy than others some people are sillier than others and it's really easy to get that um in person right like if you're in a room and there's like you know who's the silly person who's the funny one who's the whatever there's this organic natural mm-hmm. like balance of personalities and strength and energies uh, that i think are kind of like it all gets a bit muted uh literally in a video call um like just the fact that like some people can just turn off video turn off audio i don't even know if they're there <laughs> right like it's they, they they might be they might not i don't know um especially like in big teams like if you have i don't know 30 people in a call you know only realistically only one or two people can talk at the same time other more than anything else just gets drawn um so i think we lose some of that so it's been interesting to see what are other mediums other ways to bring some of that individual individuality and personality in these things and it could just be like honestly I don't, I don't care how silly they actually are, but I think it's a testament to how popular these background, uh, you know, virtual backgrounds are. Um, like in, in Zoom was like really the first big popular video uh, app that, that popularized these, right? Mm-hmm. So much so that like immediately uh, probably like a project manager somewhere at Google Meet and, you know, at Skype, they were like, all right, this is actually the priority number one is virtual backgrounds for some reason. Uh, just like Emoji did that with Slack, I think these silly things like filters and stuff are popular for a reason because people want that ability to express themselves somehow in a way that is acceptable. So it's been it's been interesting to see that, like the, the, the focus on that this year. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Lots of innovation and, like, it feels like until 2020, a lot of these video products were essentially just like a FaceTime. <laughs> it was like, right. you know, people talk, talking to each other, no other effects or gimmicks. It, it's it's like a it's like a phone call, but with video. And in 2020, it seems like we've found like, hey, actually, we can build a lot more stuff on top of that to enhance mm-hmm. that experience. I think that's been that's been really cool. Um, anything else? I mean, technology-wise, <laughs> I mean, I think the fact that we aren't leaving our houses as much is put some technology into different perspective. <laughs> For example, like I think I care less about cameras, and even like you know, upgrading my phone and like battery life on my phone who cares because i'm literally always sitting like super close to a charger like there's a lot of little priorities that shifted and Mm -hmm. on the other hand things like 
having a great webcam like that would be amazing right like where is the the innovation there and i think maybe we haven't seen a lot of that yet but hopefully we will soon uh discovering hey face id uh that's very problematic in a world where you have to wear a mask um yeah true uh, i mean i don't know if it applies to technology but also like i did a lot of research and a lot of trial and errors of masks like what is the best mask for me and just constantly just like buying new ones just to see like okay can i get one that's even better than that one and like what are the certain properties that make a certain mask better than another one like it's kind of like a whole new area like it's like it's like invented in a way a new piece of clothing for us even though i know it totally existed before but yeah, no, it's, fair it's like a new, yeah, it's like in a way like kind of a, a new piece of tech that I need to think about and care about. Yeah. And in a way, I I find that those kinds of things fun. Like how can I find like the coolest mask I can find and like thinking about, yeah, how that all works. Um, just kind of enjoy that. I would say also one thing for me that's been true where maybe we're exiting the the technology space, but um, the focus on the home has been so much more important. Yeah. Like, I feel like I always want to think about things or do things to make my home better. (laughs) Why? Because I'm literally 100% of the time here. (laughs) So why not? Um, So, you know, I think it's acceptable this year and this year only to, you know, maybe it's been more money on a monitor for example um something you <laughs> i wonder why you're saying that every day yeah things like that i've rearranged the furniture in my place i think three times this year <laughs> yeah and i'm actually i'm about to do it again like today after this Ooh, nice is, is it gonna be to a, a new layout again or is it gonna be a return to a previous one it's gonna be a remix of uh of the original one okay <laughs> nice you... it's not gonna work by the way I, i'm not confident about this <laughs> yeah because i was wondering like do you feel like you're at a point where you've you kind of like understand like okay this these kinds of things work better for us versus that one like that you're able to kind of pick your favorites yeah and i think i think we've exhausted all like all good options like there's other ways we could try but you know, I don't think it would be better in right. any way. <laughs> but it was interesting to see, like, also our priorities shifted, right? Like, b- before, Devs was not really working from home as much, or if at all. Uh, and, like, for example, now we don't have people over. Like, the fact that my mm-hmm. dining, dining table is, like, again, pressed against the wall, it makes no practical sense. But it's like, yeah, because we never use it. <laughs> and when we do, it's easy to just pull it back a little bit. Right. But things like that, just you deprioritize parts of your home. Now your desk, I assume, way more important <laughs> than maybe your dining room table or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been, yeah. I think there's there's other ways in prior, prior ways of prioritizing parts of your home um, <laughs> than before. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm so glad we moved into this new place, like, right as the lockdowns were, we were going to start. Right, the timing was crazy. Yeah, we moved, was it early March? I think, yeah, early March, like, right before the lockdowns happened here. Um, and I can't imagine 
how would we like to be in our older, old, much smaller apartment? Yeah. Like, and when we initially like got this place, I was like, I was kind of on the fence about it because I was like, it's me. It feels maybe a little bit too big for what we need. <laughs> oh, wow. Because we had like, we went from like a one bedroom apartment to now this like two bedroom apartment plus like the space that I'm in right now, which is kind of like, it's kind of in the hallway, but it's it's like a good sizable space yeah. for like an office. Like and a room desk. without a, without a with door basically. Wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One wall <laughs> missing. Um, and I was like, what are we even going to do with this space? Like, I was like, maybe we'll put a chair there or something. I don't know. Like, it's kind of this, like, empty, maybe unused space. And I was yeah. planning on just, like, making the other one my my office. And then it was like, hey, it turns out we actually need two full office spaces like to, that we're going to use full time. Um, and just, like, having bigger, like, more space in the living room and stuff like that, like, just been so much better so yeah it's just great timing and i'm also glad we didn't get caught up into like the whole like lockdown situation that we were able to move yeah. everything right before just ended up like thank god for that <laughs> we did okay we did okay we're doing okay uh let's do better now <laughs> how oh uh, honestly okay i, I want to ask you something mm-hmm. oh sorry you're also going well to- i was gonna ask you so now that you have a baby coming on the way, does that change any of like, you know, you talk about how like, oh, the office spaces like used to now like are so much more important. Yeah. Now you have a baby. So like, what does that mean? How are you going to rearrange your space to for that? It's been a thing. Yeah, we're going through that. I definitely want like, luckily, I, I, we do have a two bedroom. But right now the other, so we have a bedroom and the other room is... It's like a mix between a closet and like a like a guest room in a way. You know, there's the bed there. Uh, there's one of those convertible. It has like the drawer bed, right? You know, can turn two bedroom, whatever. Um, so we're gonna just repurpose that room for like a baby room. Mm-hmm. So we're actually trying to. We're, we're thinking of getting rid of that bed, which is also tricky because we're renting, and not all of the furniture is our own furniture. Mm-hmm. Like some of this was here already, so we can't just like get rid of it because it's not <laughs> technically ours. So, you know, logistics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like last case scenario, I think we'll have to buy the furniture to get rid of it, which is weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's anyway, it's tricky, but we'll. I think this this apartment uh, will be. Like it will be good for, like at least until we if if we have a second kid or like I guess if the kid is when it's a baby is fine. So I think yeah. we don't have we it don't take have a to lot of space. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And also, you know, we're in the middle of Amsterdam. You know, European city apartments are tiny. <laughs> like mm. you know, it's 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 a different. Uh, I guess expectations. Um, what do you expect from from an apartment? As I know, because I I grew up in a small city you know in the middle of portugal it was not like a big city right so we had plenty of room Mm. um and every kid had their own room you know usually um so it's been an adjustment but i I think i'm okay actually i think i've been lying to myself and i've been resisting like getting a bigger place outside of the city like i don't want that Mm. i've been fighting that (laughs) but uh you know we'll see Uh, age does that to you it it yeah, your priorities shift. <laughs> yeah. 
but I'm going to fight it. I'm young, goddammit. I mean, that's something that's been also interesting to watch this year is I know so many people who moved out of the city. Oh, yes. So many. And on one hand, it's te- it's definitely tempting. Like, I, I think, you know, I'd be lying if didn't say, you know, we di- uh, we didn't think like, Oh, like, you know, what if we got this, like, a giant place, like, you know, in, you know, in the forest <laughs> uh-huh. for probably less money than we're paying now, right? Like, this sounds appealing in a pandemic because, hey, we're not, we're not using the city right now. <laughs> we're not even going right. out. Um, but every time I, I think, like, yeah, but, like, what what happens when things go back to normal? And I think that's, I would probably regret it to be like totally isolated or like to be, or even if not totally isolated, like even be in the suburbs, like <laughs> would be very far yeah. away. I mean, there's kind of a middle ground where like you can be a little bit farther from the city center and still be in the city would be easier but but yeah i'm curious to see like what's gonna happen when when slash if things get back to normal and is it the smart move to get out of the city now because like hey just optimize for a current situation and when the world changes again then then change your plan again or should we just kind of like hold it out i don't know or is it gonna go all the way around and actually after the pandemic being in a city with a lot of stuff is exactly what you want because you want that yeah energy exactly. you want to go yeah. out more um yeah well yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know I, I i really don't want to think about you know the like keeping the same rent or whatever um that we're paying now if i were to get like a giant place in a rural forest in Portugal, <laughs> a rural forest, you know, like a, <laughs> oh, you know, somewhere in, right. in the middle of nowhere. Like, look at that. Can you imagine having like, a, I'll buy a freaking castle because we have those in Europe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that would be anyway. amazing right now. Right. <laughs> Even then I, I was still thinking, but like, oh, this view, man, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. don't, I don't want to think about it. It's, it's, it's tricky. <laughs> Anywho, so last question that I have for you. You can be vulnerable because this is a safe space. No one is. <laughs> um, how do you feel towards this podcast, like this project that we have? How did, how did it feel going through 2020? And like, where do you want to, is there any like plan or, or thing you would like, direction you would like to take it in or something for the future? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's know. interesting. Curious. I mean, I feel like we kind of touched a little bit on like how <laughs> it's a little bit harder to be interesting, I think, in 2020, just because uh-huh. we don't have that much going on in all of our lives collectively. And I think we've seen that in just like us, like really seeing a few episodes less maybe than, than last year. Um, and I think that was the right decision. I think that was the right call. Like, let's just do podcasts whenever we have stuff to talk about. And if not, you know, that's okay too. And like, let's not make people sit through <laughs> a three-hour podcast unless like we really have something interesting to talk about. Um, for me, this show has always been about just like us getting together and just like talking about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I'm still very much excited about about that and seeing kind of like your the this new chapter in your journey and seeing how that like all unfolds. Um and uh one thing that I really enjoyed actually that we started doing maybe a little bit more this year is uh like for example like getting uh the people from Sketch onto the show and like telling us mm-hmm. about their new release. I thought that was really fun to do and maybe like a an interesting avenue that we haven't really explored before of like hey if we have cool like interesting companies that are launching things I think it'd be great to have layout as sort of like this place where the the people behind the products we all use like come and tell us the the sort of backstory behind those things um so I want to make it less interviewee and more just mm-hmm. traditional layout fashion where it's just like a big conversation amongst friends but I would definitely love to do more of that. Um, and even, you know, maybe even bring back, you know, some of some of our friends and have them be on the show as well and just have this kind of... It's, in a way, I, f- I found that for me, Layout replaces me going to, like, a bar with friends or going to a restaurant <laughs> with friends and just, like, talking about whatever, right? Um, and I think, you know, hopefully layout can also provide that to people who don't necessarily have that in their lives. Like I know certainly like for me, I listen to a lot of podcasts um, and I feel this like connection with so many of the hosts and I feel like they're in a way kind of my friends and I get to listen into their interesting conversations. So I don't know if our conversations are interesting, but at least people are able to listen to them and hopefully it makes them feel less lonely. That's nice. I like that. Uh, How about you? Yeah, I like that. I, I that reminds me. That reminded me of uh, the reason why we started layout. Like it was, and even started podcasting before. I had a, you know we had a little thing before another podcast. And that's where we met. Actually, we were guests on that other show mm-hmm. with uh, CJ Malgrido um, called the Artboard. But I started this show because I wanted to talk to people about design things and technology. And I didn't know anyone really, like in my at work or in my circle of friends or whatever. Like I didn't know anyone who shared the same enthusiasm for these topics as I did. Mm-hmm. And so I was craving that that discussion, that that just those those conversations. I wanted to nerd out on this stuff, and I didn't know anyone in real life that could, you know, keep up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know. Finding you, someone who was willing to do this, um, it was like, I'm so lucky that you know, we found each other. <laughs> was, but that was the original you know, motivation. Was I wanted, I, I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk about the, these things. Uh, and so this is like a way to, to do just that. So if in some way we can provide that same escape for people who maybe they want to listen to someone talk about these things. Like they want to listen to design and tech from this similar perspective, you know, and, you know, uh, that if we can do that for like one person, it still makes it all worth it. Yep. Um, and yeah, I do agree with you that I really like that sketch episode. I really like that, that, that mechanic. Uh, and I would love to, to, to try to do more of that. Um, I also have to admit that given the year, 
uh, unprecedented year I've heard. Um, I I struggled more than than usual, not just with layout, like really with everything. Uh, <laughs> just finding the motivation and the time and energy. I think I didn't look at the stats, but I'm pretty sure we released less episodes this year than any other year. Um, maybe that's not true, but it, it, at least it felt like it. And you know, during yeah, like the early bad days of lockdown i think we we all took a couple of days off to just you know just focus on yourself a little bit but uh like i've i've been struggling with finding sometimes the energy uh to edit this cuz mm. it's still it's still quite some time and work yeah. um so i've been struggling so i i think for next year i'm going to try to to fix this somehow i still don't want to hire someone to do this because first we don't we don't really i was gonna say to. this was gonna be my first thing we should hire someone to do this for us <laughs> i don't think we like it justifies it's not like we make money from this show we really don't like we have sponsors in there but it, it, it's not enough to cover the expenses <laughs> at a time for sure so i still feel like i don't know if i want to do that um but so I, I i would be willing to to try to maybe use like Descript or some of these other tools that can maybe somehow not just make the editing part like more effective and, and just spend less time doing that, but mm. if somehow we make it more interesting, just maybe for the fact that it was new, it doesn't make it as hard to go through. Um, so, and I went through some of that, like I got some of that wave of excitement a little bit when I stopped editing the show on Logic on the Mac and I started using ferrohead on ipad and it was like okay this is new this is right. cool i use the apple pencil and it's a cool experience you know that has settled and right now it's <laughs> <laughs> boring again uh but so maybe finding some other tool or some other workflow that that makes it a bit hopefully more efficient but also just different and new can can maybe help uh so i'd be willing to try that uh but yeah i, I just want to say that it's been i want to i want to thank both you kevin and you the listener for uh like letting us take some time off every once in a while uh just being grateful to you know keep listening the fact that you keep coming back it means the world to us um in terms of like you know stats it's not we didn't really lose the listeners this year and which was something i was prepared to and and i i i would understand if we did right I personally stopped listening to as much, as many podcasts as I once did. So, anyway, I'm really grateful that we can still do this. I like that we're still here with the same motivation and the same um like we have the same goal. It hasn't changed. And so, it's nice. But also, you know, it's also hard sometimes, so I appreciate when we we give yourself some 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 slack. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, bud. We've been recording this for over an hour. I think we summed up this year pretty well. <laughs> Recommendations? Oh, yes. Okay. Sure. I think. Or is this going to be the show that we don't have a recommendation? <laughs> um, no. No, I have recommendations. Ooh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't. Uh, see, one thing that that bothers me is when I start watching something and I like it and I'm like... I'm recommending it. And then I watched the last episode and I'm like, 
I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm unrecommending it. It's because it's, it's like it's complicated. Like it's not that I don't recommend it. I recommend it, but know that it's not perfect. <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, okay. Also, should I? Should I? So should maybe, that be a recommendation, or should that not be a recommendation in that case? Should, am I supposed to wholeheartedly approve of everything? in something I recommend or no. not. I think it's okay. I think people by now have figured us out and they realize that when we recommend something, it's not really that we've tested it, you know, thoroughly and we compared it with every other thing that is out there and we this is what where we want to put our layout stamp of approval and we back this product. It's more of a thing like what are we digging right now and we're into and that might change. Um, but like right now we're really enjoying X right blank. So cool. So (laughs) with that said, um, I would say I watched, uh, the undoing on HBO and it's this, I mean, it might, for me, it was like new, but now the whole season is over. Um, and so, yeah, it's this new show with Nicole Kidman and it's sort of this like thriller um you know courthouse kind of drama um mm. and yeah it's as soon as you start watching it's super entertaining it's i don't know about you but i somehow can never get enough of nicole kidman like just <laughs> always somehow like enjoy watching her in whatever she does um and it's like it's a short series, so um, I, I think it's it's well worth your time. Again, I don't want to spoil things; it's not perfect, but um, it at least like captured my attention for a little while. Have you seen this? Yeah, we've watched it. Okay, cool. Maybe we can talk about it later. Um, Maybe we can. <laughs> and then the second thing I would recommend, actually. Um, just to kind of like make up for that is uh, Miley Cyrus's new album is yeah it's pretty actually good actually very good yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah okay I feel I feel like I've coming to like a weird I don't know I don't think it's weird I think it's just maybe I'm getting older or more I don't know there's so many artists that I feel like I knew were really popular and I didn't listen to and I was just like and eh, that's kind of like you know my I, I my like preconceived notions was like ah oh, that's like really like super commercial whatever not really that great and I feel like this year is when I realized like you know what all artists are great like <laughs> really like Miley Cyrus amazingly talented like <laughs> um, Harry Styles oh my gosh yeah. like so Taylor talented, Swift so released Taylor two Swift, albums this like, year yeah like. They're all good. Like, they're all really talented, no matter, like, even if they've released, like, you know, more heavily produced, more, like, poppy kind of things. Like, they're actually really good. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool, cool. All right. I, uh, since you recommended two things, I also, I'm going to recommend <laughs> two things. But they're all coffee related. So. All right. If you're not into coffee, skip ahead this chapter. Uh, so first recommendation is I want to I want to recommend um, the coffee from the uh, Square Mile Coffee Roasters, 
which is apparently is a really popular coffee roaster, specialty coffee uh, roaster, but, but I I never heard of it before. Uh, it's from London, and uh, it's probably like it's it's popular because um, one of the reasons that the the guy behind it is called uh, James Hoffman, and he's he has a really popular YouTube channel on like coffee gear and coffee stuff. Mm-hmm. That's I knew the guy from from you know I subscribed to his channel long before I knew he was behind this. Um, but I tried their coffee for the first time because it was part of the like a coffee subscription service that I that I've that I subscribe to. I I've I drink their uh, Rwanda like Tumba uh, coffee, and it was probably best coffee I've ever drank. Wow! Like I think it's it's now my favorite. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start ordering coffee directly from them from for, for a while because it's that good. I. I hope I think they shipped worldwide, but actually I didn't check. So uh, you know, <laughs> maybe look into that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that's my first recommendation: Square Mile Coffee Roasters, pretty good coffee. And the second uh, recommendation is a coffee grinder that I mentioned. Um, actually, I don't know if I'm going to edit this before or after that conversation. <laughs> uh, it's a new it's a new coffee grinder from Fellow. It is freaking lovely uh like i'm i'm i think after apple like the the brand the company that i am the most fanboy over is is fellow mm. like i freaking love that company all of their products are so good <laughs> their taste is so good um pun intended i don't know <laughs> uh, and uh yeah so they, they released a new grinder uh it if you if you're if you're bought bought into their all the whole like product line it's one of those things like it's nice to have the grinder kind of match the same aesthetic as the as the the kettle and as you know <laughs> the pour over and the mugs they all fit the same design system right right uh now i'm just waiting on on a scale is the only other product Ooh, that i have in my coffee making uh, station <laughs> um so yeah it's 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 lovely it looks very different from other grinders that i've that i've had or or seen in the past um uh, what what do you think of this design, uh, Kevin? As, as someone who's not really into coffee gear, have, have you seen it? Yeah, I love the design of it. I almost want to so buy cool. it, even though I don't really drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's really it's really really lovely. Uh, it it looks really really cool. I I love the fact that it has I said the little canister in where the coffee grounds fall into. Uh, it has a magnet, mm. so you can just like throw it under the thing, and it will automatically align itself with a you know with a little well a little opening where the coffee comes out. Um, it's just it's one of those products that that gives me a lot of joy when I use it, and I literally use it at least twice a day. So really happy for that I that I got into it. I want to say that as I mentioned again before, after timey wimey editing, I don't know when I talked about this, but. Um, that I I know that some people have issues with the fact that it keeps buzzing or humming. I would should say, um, so like it's not. I don't. Most people don't have this problem, but it's 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 a. <laughs> I've heard about this problem more than like you know just a heads up. If you have one a model that does that, you can always return it. They said that this is not expected behavior. So if you have one that does this, they'll give you a new one. Um, still. Since I have that issue, I I feel like I should raise it. Uh, but yeah, uh, really cool, really 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 cool grinder. Nice, awesome. 
Actually, I just realized that in order to release this this year, I have to post it tomorrow. <laughs> we don't have to release this year. <laughs> no, no, let's do it. I, I can do it. I'll edit it tomorrow. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. You can find show notes, as always, on our website, layout.fm. That Kevin coded and designed. Thanks for that. It looks awesome. Go check it out if you haven't. Love it. Um, thanks to Gabriel, Gabriel Valdivia for uh, <laughs> redesigning our our. our uh, cover art that was nice yeah, that it was, was really cool. nice to be included in that list thank you very unexpected <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually i guess we can, i can make this outros chapter cover that cover so look at your phone nice. or whatever that was gabe thanks gabe love you um and uh thank you so much to spec fm uh the podcast network that has supported us for i, I can't even when did we join Spec? It was really early on. Like yeah. it's been, I feel like most of the time we've been with them. Um, so if you, ha- if you haven't heard, uh, Spec FM is shutting down this year. Um, uh, Sarah wrote a post-mortem type of uh, article uh, going over the reasons and you know and what happened. Uh, it's a really good read if you're interested. Um, we would love. We just want to thank them for all the support, all the work. And I don't think they even know how special they are slash were to us. Like, honestly, the, I have meaningful, true friendships and connections um, that were born out of out of this little podcast network that we had. Uh, friends like, you know, Sarah and Bryn and Brian and Sam. And I've met because... I was in San Francisco. I needed to record layout. They, you know, <laughs> we were part of spec and I asked, Hey, do you have a place that I could record from that? you have a microphone or something? And they had us over in their studio, um, slash, you know, Sarah's and Bryn's apartment. Yeah. Like they literally <laughs> welcomed us into their own homes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I've met them through then, uh, through, through, through that connection. And right now I consider them all my, good friends and, and it's been it's been terrific and very special and i want to thank them for all the support and for taking a chance you know with us like for for giving us a chance yeah of, and i'm super grateful for them just being so welcoming to us even as we were just getting started and i know for me it definitely felt like oh my gosh like these are the people I listen to their podcast. Like that's so cool that they're they know who we are and you know want us to be a part of their thing and they've helped us tremendously throughout the years. And um like one thing I want to say is how difficult it is to shut down side projects. Yes. Cuz obviously like everyone here cares so so deeply about all of this and I know, like, especially, like, Sarah, like, how much she's passionate about this community that she's been able to build and be a part of. Um, And so it's really hard, like, it's a hard choice for them to shut it down. And what, like, stood out to me is just how much care and attention to detail has been put even into the shutdown of the project, right? Like, I expect that, you know, they cared into like you know creating the the network and creating things in the first place but i didn't expect them to have that same level of thought 
and care and attention to detail all the way down to how they're shutting it down and how they're supporting people through the transition away from the network and sharing like as much resources as possible. Like I am just so grateful for them taking all of that time and they've contributed so much to like, you know, this community, but also to just the design community in general. And I feel like a lot of the things that they've done maybe like went unnoticed. Like a mm -hmm. lot of things like just happened in the background and they didn't try to take credit for all of the work that they've done. But I really want to use this opportunity to highlight just like how much of a positive impact they've been on the community. Uh, and uh, I really wish them the best on whatever's next. I think they're definitely going to be doing some interesting stuff. So make sure you go and, and follow them. We'll have some links in the show notes. Well said. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and by the way, this show is not, you know, if you're listening and you're worried about what kind of impact that will have in our show, you know, hopefully nothing will major will change. Uh, just a lot of like the logistics uh, behind the scenes that you don't have to worry about and like sponsorships and some of that stuff will figure it out. But like the show is not going to change. So no worries there. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's a wrap. Boom. <laughs> As always, I came into this episode thinking, oh, this is going to be a short show. <laughs> I, came, I came in hoping it would be a short show. So, like, oh, come on. It would be so nice. So how's your minutes. laptop? <laughs> uh, can we talk about the AirPods real quick? Sure. So have you returned them? Well, not yet, just because I've been busy with holiday Christmas stuff. And I don't even know if the post office is open right now but i will be returning okay. them you will yeah so i so i got them uh tried them they look great the materials look awesome i think the you know the finishes just feel very premium like the metal ear cups are so nice the headband is great um i find the headband comfortable um like their little like canopy design is good um the case obviously is stupid but who cares like i wasn't really planning on using that case anyways um the battery life is great like i had it <laughs> i had it like sitting on my coffee table for many many days <laughs> and it took like many days to for the battery to run out i only charged it once in the time that i've had them um Uh, and so everything was great until I put them on, basically. Um, I just don't find them comfortable when I just like to wear. Um, the I think it's a mix of two things. So they're pretty heavy. And so you just like constantly feel this sort of like weight on your head. And I say like the band is comfortable because it doesn't feel like it's putting pressure here. It's just the accumulated weight just makes my head feel heavy. Mm -hmm. um, so 
I, I feel like they they got a good design for that headband, but it's just overall like that weight. There's no, it's impossible to design around like something this heavy, I guess. And then the second thing is, and I think that's probably something that most headphones have, but just like how much they press into the sides of my head. And so I feel like my head is being squished basically from from the sides and kind of from the Damn. top. And it just ends up that I can wear them for maybe five to 10 minutes. And after that, I'm like, cannot wait to take those things off, uh, which is very problematic <laughs> for headphones. Yeah. But other than that, I love the sound. The sound quality is amazing. Like, I wish I could... I wish I... Like, if those were comfortable, I would 100% keep them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Digital Crown works fine. Like, it's the... It's interesting how, like, when you push it, like, it's kind of soft. It's softer than the watch Digital Crown. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it works great. They connect. They pair really well. They're, again, like don't need to charge them that often the audio uh how do you call it like spatial audio is right. really cool uh works really well for me it was kind of in line with what my my airpods pro were and then the uh how do you call it like noise cancellation noise cancellation i felt was like way better than the airpods pro okay um, yeah, i'm surprised if i have something playing like some music like i really cannot hear anything basically what about the transparency mode i'm really curious to hear um oh yeah yeah so yeah spatial uh sorry i'm mixing up spatial audio and transparency mode so okay so transparency mode yeah that was also on pair on par i would say with the airpods okay uh wait airpods pro (laughs) my god so confusing i always want to like almost like mix it i want to call the max the pros somehow right um yeah, so that was that was good. Like it, it was comparable, I would say, to when I'm wearing my just my little like earbuds. But yeah, so overall, just they're great headphones. If you find them comfortable, amazing. Like you know, that's great. For me, I just don't, and that's very unfortunate because I would have loved to have them. I would have loved to be able to keep them. Uh, but I just can't. So yeah. So I'll be returning them, um, and I don't think I want to try buying another pair. <laughs> uh, I'm heartbroken. Of headphones you for don't now. Try well, just again. because. Look, having to return stuff like kind of sucks, and in this COVID world, like, so all the stores are closed. For example, so like, I would really. I'm learning my lesson here. Like. If I'm buying headphones, I should really try them on in a store because like, I just yeah. know that I'm weird with headphones, I guess. And somehow, like, all this time, I thought, oh, yeah, like, I tried these headphones, but they were, like, not super premium. And they were kind of, like, middle, middle of the road headphones. So, like, I kept thinking, like, that's why they weren't comfortable. Right. But I'm starting to feel like, hey maybe i'm the problem here (laughs) maybe it's just like (laughs) it's not you it's me yeah maybe just like headphones don't fit me well and i just don't find any of them comfortable i also wear glasses which doesn't help um 
Although, like, even wearing them without my glasses, I still find them not comfortable. But it's maybe a little mm-hmm. bit better. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that didn't work out for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i still trying to, like, not buy one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm actually curious. Too. I haven't. I haven't tried. Yeah, it's like own. more yeah. than any other product. I'm like, you have to try these to know. I think tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll have. Uh, I'm gonna meet Ryan, and he he got a pair, so I'll, nice. I'm gonna ask him. To, yeah, definitely to bring them try up. them. Cool. Uh, but yeah, not cool. a fit for me. So I yeah. now go back to not having bought a single pro- Apple product this year. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. Be, might be a first for me. <laughs> There's still time. Uh, <laughs> Just saying. Tim Cook's like, here's uh, AirTags. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but I'm fine. I'll take. I'll, I'll I'm take still 10. not thinking I would buy those either. So, <laughs> especially now, we're not going anywhere. We're not yeah. going to lose stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? How about your laptop? <laughs> yeah. Well, how's your laptop? My laptop is terrible. <laughs> it's just falling apart. It's the worst. Uh-huh. Um, I've been having all sorts of weird issues, which I don't know if they're Big Sur issues or they're just laptop issues. But I hear, I hear it's Chrome. Chrome is Chrome is, <sighs> so Chrome is actually bad. of all my issues, Chrome is the least of my concerns because I did the whole thing that everyone does, like uninstall Chrome and delete all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing really changed <laughs> for me. Like, like things are still. The, relatively the same so I, I ended up reinstalling chrome because it's like oh well man i it's not really changing honestly anything. if if it wasn't lauren Brichter behind all this i think i would have dismissed it way earlier so you know like there's something here for sure but wouldn't it be funny if like the thing that fixes everything for everyone yeah. is just because they ended up rebooting their computer <laughs> so <it's> like <laughs> right uninstall chrome Spin around in your chair four <laughs> times. <laughs> Think of baby goats and reboot your computer. You're like, oh my god, that worked. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, yeah. So like stuff like the do not disturb, uh, like little moon icon somehow randomly appearing on my computer for some reasons. I don't know why. Weird. And like it just. It will go away sometimes. Like I click on it and there's nothing selected in there that I have no way to turn it off. Like it's just <laughs> decides to stay there for some reason. Um, the keyboard is just like rapidly degrading. Like it's just basically Oof. impossible to type on, which is like would be a big problem if I actually was going out anywhere, but I'm not. And so I'm using this magic keyboard here. So it's right. fine. Um, just like the Bluetooth, random Bluetooth disconnects happen to me like almost once a day <laughs> where all the Bluetooth on my computer will just like randomly disconnect. Um, so that happens to me also. And I oh, have the M1. No. Bluetooth. Like I've always had Bluetooth issues. Uh, the, the random disconnects, like I've had, I have them maybe less often with this machine, but you know, who knows? It's also a new machine. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just because the fact that it's new. Um, but, but it, it, it does. Like sometimes it doesn't disconnect everything. It just it feels like the Bluetooth channel gets clogged or something, and so right. all of a sudden key presses just drag mm-hmm. and just are really on a like unusable delay. And when I 
do that, what I do when I see that is I just turn off my trackpad and immediately like Bluetooth is good. And hmm. then I turn it on back again. Weird. Um, and it's like, like I always have, like at a single time, I have three four things connected to Bluetooth, right? So I have keyboard, mouse, and trackpad and, and usually headphones. Um, and I think, I think that's it. Yeah, but so I don't, unfortunately, I don't think getting a new machine will magically fix all of your Bluetooth issues, just FYI. But, uh, but yeah, I, honestly, it. sometimes I think, do I want to just wire some of these things? I, I could technically just plug in the the keyboard, but ew. <laughs> not the no. mouse. Not the mouse. <laughs> not the mouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been getting that. Also, I was working on this uh, little Mac app a few days ago. Oh, my God, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> All in Swift UI. Um, and I was like, oh, let me try those Swift UI previews again because I know previously on Catalina, they were just like totally unusable, just how slow they were. Right. And so I was like, but I've heard that on Big Sur, they're better. And so I was like, okay, let me try that. No. <laughs> Still <laughs> insanely slow. I can, honestly, I can build and run the app twice in the time <laughs> that it will take to wow. one Swift UI preview. Like, what the heck is going on here? Do you want to send me the project and I can test it here? Uh, yeah. I might have to, like, move some stuff around, but... What do you try. mean? <laughs> You're going to spoil what it is? Is that a surprise? Oh, yeah, because I'm never releasing this to anyone. Actually. I don't care. So, um, I... So, I, I used to use Mint as, like, a... Do you know Mint? Yeah, the the, the time tracking uh, budget thing. is like budget, for, right, right. Yeah, so you could you would connect it to your bank account, and and it would do some weird things. I think like you you literally have to give it like your username and password to your actual bank, <laughs> and then I think Scary. Mint like yeah, and Mint will like scrape like the HTML page, I guess, to get the data, which oh, was very like not recommended <laughs> obviously like obviously. even back then um, i actually i did a i did a side project way back when with a couple of coworkers that did just that like we figured out like a special url to check the balance on like we had these like meal cards okay um it's like debit it's just a debit card but with a budget for meals um and so yeah so we built a whole side project uh around that like a build an app that would just give you your balance. Anyway, sorry. Uh, that, <laughs> nice. That's that's, that's really awesome. Um, so and since like it's been years since I haven't used it, um, and since then like it just doesn't work. Like it just that just somehow many years ago just stopped connecting to my bank somehow, and it just doesn't work. And I kind of treated that as like, well, I guess this is like. A, this is kind of a good thing because I'm like not sure that I feel comfortable with Mint being able to get access to my things and my passwords changed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm just like, look, I don't want to deal with this stuff anymore anyways. Um, but since then, I've really been missing some of the in- the insights that Mint was giving me. Like I felt like out of anything that I've used, like even my bank has a terrible app. Um <laughs> Like they have no useful visualization for 
your spending habits and like how you're spending your money. And so I found out that like on my bank, I can export CSVs of all my transactions. <laughs> so Got I can it. export like CSV uh, credit card statements and CSV just like bank statements. So I've been having this idea of like, hey, what if I built my own app where I just like upload the CSV? Yeah, it's annoying that I have to log in basically every month and download and export the CSV to upload it back into the app. But like on the upside, I can do whatever I want to get some insights. And yes, sure, I could do like a spreadsheet, which is like what I've done for a little while that I just like will import into Google Sheets or whatever and then do some some calculations there but that's still clunky and i can't really get exactly what i want and it's kind of a pain so i was like why don't i make like a little little mac app (laughs) so i just i just started like i'm not really done yet and so right now like all the csvs are like in in the app itself okay okay so now i understand why so you're, that's why you're i couldn't sure just like would i wouldn't necessarily <laughs> just want to send you like all my transactions yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh i obviously like the plan is that you can't you could upload like manually upload csvs right within the app without having to like rebuild the app Got it. but i figured you know to get started it would be it would be good enough Got it. um so yeah, it's been pretty great so far, honestly. Like I I yeah. really got the hang of Swift UI and now like can use it to do most of what I want. The only annoying things is just the things that are buggy <laughs> somehow. Um but yeah, so this is like a fully native well, it's actually like a, a shared app, but it's a native Mac app that's loading Swift UI components. So it's not Got a it. Catalyst app. Got it. It's still AppKit, but it's just the, the, the UI is Swift UI. Yeah. And it's really good. Like it's surprisingly easy how I can make this app that parses my little like CSV. Um, and so far I have like the easiest stuff to implement, but basically like I can go through all the statements month by month and see basically like how much I spent, how much I earned, what is the difference? Just like one of the main things that I want to know. Basically, what I want to know is every month, am I earning more than I'm, than I'm spending? And is spending increasing or decreasing? You know, like what are the trends of these things over time? Right. That's kind of like all I want, really. But now that I have this, it's sort of like a foundation that I can build so many more things. Like, I was thinking, like, I can now do my own categories and start, like, categorizing these things, like, give them, like, cool, neat little icons. One thing that's also always annoyed me, and that was true in Mint, um, is sometimes you have, like, transactions that are just... You have to make this transaction, and it's, like, a large amount. So, like, let's say you're doing a down payment, like, on a house or whatever. It's going to be, like a huge amount spent but obviously that doesn't reflect your normal spending habit right Right. so it's like it's like a one-off so it should it shouldn't like drive down the the average because this one time event got like a huge amount spent and so now i'm able to tweak like okay how do i 
and I've been like trying to think like how do I um, eliminate sort of these outlier numbers and I'm not really doing the averages right now I'm doing like median which also is like a good way to help filter mm-hmm. those things out but so I'm playing with a lot of things like starting to generate some graphs on how like I'm spending my money and stuff and it's been really insightful like in a way that I'm you look at a bank account and it's like I don't know, like how, like, you know, find it yeah. really difficult to, to parse. So I have, I have a lot of respect for people who design, especially build anything like any graphs really, or like just data visualization. It's God, it's so hard for, for me, that's like the worst thing you could ask me to do as a designer. Um, don't ask me to design graphs. I don't know how. <laughs> well, the at. good thing is I can keep it quite simple. Like I, this is not like right. a analyzing the COVID cases you know, <laughs> around the world <laughs> situation. Like it's, it's a pretty simple problem set. And also I think the hard part of data viz is figuring out what are the useful ways to visualize the information. And I'm lucky enough that I'm like, taking a lot of cues from Mint of like the cool things they did because they did a lot of cool stuff. And I was like hunting yeah. down from for old screenshots of Mint of like, oh, like I remember those cool way that they would uh, show like money over time and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it's been like a little side project. Like I under no impression that I will release this to anyone. Um, but it's cool. Like it's <laughs> entirely Swift UI and it builds to mac uh ipad and iphone <laughs> that's awesome so it's like pretty that's cool pretty fun cool do you see yourself ever releasing this nope <laughs> because like so many of uh of this is specific to the bank so like my so my bank's csv like first you have to manually export them which is super annoying and two my bank's csv doesn't ha- even have the titles of what each column is. So I basically have to hard code like, okay, the like sixth column is this thing. Like it's just, Oof, okay. <laughs> it's very tightly coupled with, you know, what my actual bank is. Fair enough. Uh, but it's good. But I've been thinking like, I should probably have some way to have dummy data in there. Cause I think it'd be cool to share just like some screenshots of what the app is and, I don't know how much data is in those CSVs, but, you know. Huh? Couldn't you just create one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what I would probably do is generate, like, create a script that generates a bunch of CSVs. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Or you can just really hard code one. Yeah, but except I don't think it would make it look real, if you know what I mean. Like, because I need, need, like, at least a year's worth of data. Because a lot of the analysis is over a year. Because it's not really worth analyzing things over a month i mean just take your own and then change like every three is now a five and somehow yeah (laughs) just scramble the data yeah we'll see um cool yeah all right well i'm I'm just glad that more people are doing cool shift ui things because like when i see like the 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 you know stammy's uh paul's uh yeah paul's app and what he's been doing with shift ui i was like oh my god what am I doing with my life? Yeah, oh, he's shit, next level. Incredible. My thing is so much really more simple. Next level. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm glad you're into it. And please share some like cool things if you're going to design and build some cool graphs. 
I'll try. I'll Be cool try. to share that. <laughs> okay. Cool. What else? That's it. <laughs> That's it. Oh wait, my Mac, my Mac M1 Mac. Oh yeah. It's cool. It's fast. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's cool. It, it in a way like it really does change your perception or expectations from a Mac when you're just using it as a laptop. The fact that like there's no fans and it doesn't stay hot and the battery is infinite, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I think the maximum I spent in battery life without plugging it in was like eight percent. Because eventually I want to use the monitor and then, well, now it's charging. So <laughs> I think my computer has ever been like down, you know, below 90% battery. Wow. Which is probably not good for your battery life, but whatever. Um, it's like I saw people were saying that even the the copy that they use in the notification, like your Mac will sleep soon unless <laughs> it's yeah, right. plugged. It's like, yeah, like I have 8% left, but that means like five hours of use. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> So that that is a huge, you know, tremendous uh, plus. Like it really changes how you think about these machines a little bit, and that that's awesome. Now, in terms of just performance, it really is like super snappy at all the small things, opening apps, resizing some things, or just clicking on, you know, control center. Like these small mm-hmm. things, I think you just you just take it for granted. You don't really think about performance in those things. When you think about performance, you think about like, like benchmarks, exporting this 4K video and right. building this project in Xcode. And if you just measure on those metrics, it will still perform really well. But I think the bigger, more meaningful improvements are in those smaller interactions and things. Mm. Uh, like, I really, we've seen videos of you know plugging in and out, uh, out of an external monitor and the fact that it doesn't like flash the screen, you know, it doesn't turn off for a second is it really is magical like that i think that that's (laughs) the most impressive thing like you can show off um and yeah so but i also also have to say that it's still like every once in a while you are reminded of the fact that this is an entry-level machine Mm. like when i was when i was um putting together that that video comparison uh swift ui previews on intel and and m1 i recorded a bunch of screen grabs and then i was like editing a 4k video with effectively five video like streamed channels and like i think i pushed it too hard and i also (laughs) i had a 6k monitor plugged in and it was like full screen Hmm. like there's a lot of pixels being moved around it did beach ball every once in a while or like stutter a little bit here and there um so you know it's still it's not like you know it will struggle at some point it's not a invincible machine mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean I'm, I'm really happy with this uh it's really fast it's really cool uh also 13 inch is definitely the best laptop size 100 percent. Sure. yeah no question 100%. about that <laughs> uh like yeah um honestly i have to say that coming from a 16 inch to this one the fact that the bezels are thicker like are more prominent in the 13 inch oh true. it was like ugh, this just feels so outdated like this design mm-hmm. does feel outdated um i'm just hoping that it will become charming <laughs> you know <laughs> like in what? a year or two uh but right now i just feel like yeah man this computer like it still looks good and all but like 
you know, if you're going to buy one of these because you want to feel like I'm getting a new machine, the fact that it looks exactly like the the old ones, you're not going to get that. Yeah. I did get the silver model, though, for two reasons. One, I've had Space Gray laptops since Space Gray was a thing, mm-hmm. including the 12-inch MacBook. <laughs> so even before the pros had right. the Space Gray. I had a Space Gray. So I've been... I've had a Space Gray laptop for years now, like four years. Um, so I wanted to get like something that was different. And we went full 360, and now silver is new. Yeah. Or feels new to me. Um, and the fact that the, this freaking pro stand is silver. Oh, true. True, true, true. Dude, I am so, I'm so pissed off at this. <laughs> Way more than it makes any sense. Like the fact that like with the LG monitor... Love it or hate it. Actually, no one loves that. Hate it or hate it less. Um, <laughs> that monitor, the the base, the the stand was black. Uh, and it was like painted black. It was not yeah. even like space gray. Like if you were to scratch that, you could see the silver, like the yeah. aluminum, the raw aluminum behind it. Um, but it was black. So I was definitely going for and succeeded at having a like a all black desk mm-hmm. accessories thing. Including my like water bottle, and I have my HomePod here, and my Ember mug. They're all black. Looks good. Um, when I got this Pro Sand, all of a sudden I have this huge slab of aluminum, uh, aluminum um, in silver in my desk, and all of a sudden, all of my even my Space Gray accessories, like the Space Gray keyboard uh. stuff, it's Space Gray, not aluminum. <laughs> you gotta if get I that wanted, macro one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. If I wanted to match, I would need to get those Mac Pro peripherals that they don't sell. I don't even know if I could find like a secondhand, like you know, off-market thing. Um, and so, like, I I'm conflicted because I all of a sudden I don't have a perfect all-black accessory setup anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. Do you also where have to the black mouse? Here. Yeah, I have uh. black mouse. But again, this this space gray right. black mouse that when they sell, it's also not the same as a Mac Pro thing. Um, so I know this sounds like the most. <laughs> first world problem ever i understand i understand i i'm aware but still i'm just saying it was a small downgrade so anyway so now i got the silver thing to match the stand but now my laptop doesn't match the peripherals 2021 will be a better year (laughs) cool all right well happy new year friend i'll see you soon Uh, all right you too bye bye cut